Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Wow, how exciting to be back on the podcast after a year break. I had no idea it was going to be that long. This cancer adventure that I've been on has had a lot of twists and turns I just couldn't have anticipated in the beginning. By the time I finish my last surgery, which is coming up a little later this summer, um, and I get back to work after that, it'll have been two years since I... uh, realized I had an issue and went to the doctors and found out I had cancer. I've had two surgeries, uh, chemo and radiation, and then another four-month course of chemo, and just been a lot of ups and downs. My case has been a somewhat unusual kind of cancer, so even knowing how to best treat it has been difficult for the doctors, and um, I think they're really glad to be rid of me, and uh, I think I uh, caused them a lot of uh, uh, stress over trying to figure out the best way to handle this uh, cancer. But I do have a good report, and uh, at the moment there is no sign of cancer. I have one surgery just to finish some things up that um, shouldn't be a big recovery, um, just a little bit of repair work, and I'm looking forward to getting that done and then you know, being back in Uh, the swing of my life again. I have started back at work on a modified schedule and I am starting uh, podcasting again a little sooner than I anticipated, so I'm excited about that. Today we are going to cover two main things. I I do have a little bit of instruction for you today. We're going to talk about using highlighters and uh, we're going to talk about that. And then um, also today I'm going to start out by giving you a little... um, a sneak peek at what's coming ahead for the podcast as I, I resume podcasting on a regular basis. I wanted to uh, just kind of explain to you where we're headed from here uh, so that you'll know what to expect. I'm, I'm just so excited to be back. I feel like I'm racing my words and I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to be podcasting again. And I, um, before I, I jump into what I want to say about what's coming up and some of the exciting things that I have planned. I, I want to say a, th- a big thank you to those of you who sent me cards and notes and who um, sent me emails and texts and who uh, sent me messages on Facebook and responded to my post about uh, my updates on, on my health and your prayers and your, your well wishes and, and your thoughts toward me are were really instrumental in helping me get through this, knowing that I had a big support system that a lot of people cared, um, and a lot of people prayed and and were really seeking God on my behalf, gave me a lot of courage to do the hard things and to get through them and to persevere. And so um, this is not uh, something that I take lightly. It, it, It does mean a great deal to me. As we look ahead for the podcast, we're going to be celebrating. We're going to have some new stuff coming, some things I'm really excited about, some things that, you know, may or may not work out, but we're going to give them a try and see how we do. I'm going to go over them briefly with you and know that more details will be coming on all of these things as we get a little closer to rolling them out. Um, As I said, podcasting is resuming today. It's June 10th, and we are going to continue a podcast every other Monday. I was trying to keep like a three weeks a month schedule um, 
before cancer. And um, I think just because my schedule is a little bit different right now, and I think a a good goal to shoot for is for every other Monday. So we will um, just uh, go from there. So we're doing a podcast today on June 10th, and then the next one uh, will be posted on the 24th. And I am going to try to do a few ahead of time so that they'll continue to post while I'm out uh, for my last surgery. I technically should only have about a two-week recovery from that surgery, so it really shouldn't disrupt us much. And I will go ahead and at least try to have two podcasts um, in the uh, queue so that if I do get a little bit behind, we still don't mess up and get off track with podcasting. I posted a little sneak peek on the Facebook group a few months ago about some Bible reference sheets I've been working on. I will start uh, making them available to you uh, in late summer, probably, um, you know, end of August. I'm, I think I'm going to be ready to get them rolling out by then. Um, they are a massive amount of work. They will have um, all kinds of information about each book of the Bible. They'll have a place for you to check off the chapters as you read them. If you want to like do a study of a particular book, then you can just check off the chapters as you read. Um, it will have a place for you to take your own notes about the book, things that you want to remember about that particular book. It'll have a list of charts that you can make and, and lists that you can keep as you study. It'll tell you the major characters of the book and the major themes and some key words. And uh, it'll have quite a bit of information on them. We'll be releasing them just one at a time and it'll go through um, starting in late summer and we'll go through um, most of next year I imagine Um, just to kind of get those out slowly getting those typed and proofed um, is a bit of an ordeal um, in the middle of a lot of other things I have to do so um, they're all um, well not all completely there every one of them is partially finished Um, I'm adding things to these I did these for my church years ago and I'm adding several new sections so what what was in there before is typed and ready to go we just need to add the new stuff in and I've been slowly working on those a few months are, are just a few of the books are just about ready so we should start posting them in late August and it'll probably take a good year or so for us to get all of those out to you The next thing is um, I am going to have um, some Bible study downloads for personal study on a specific topic. Um, And that topic is going to be Q&A with Jesus. And we're going to take a look at some of the questions that Jesus asked of people throughout the Gospels. And um, I think this is going to be a really good study. I think it's going to be different in that it's not going to ask you so much to... um, break down the the story or the account in scripture, although you will answer a few basic questions about that. But what it will be looking at is how you would respond to God. How would you answer that question? And so it's going to be a very introspective type of study that really puts you right into the scripture passage. And, um, and there'll be some, some helps along the way that will give you to kind of help you dig into that and do this type of study, which is a little different than something you may have done before. 
And um, I will be posting those uh, starting in the fall, probably October. I'm guessing probably the, the first Monday in October. That's not a podcast week. So they'll come out the opposite weeks of the podcast. They'll be available for download. And, uh, and this isn't something, you know, like we're not doing this study together necessarily. This is just something for you. It's going to be a very personal type of Bible study. And um, so they're just available. They're just something for you to download and for you to do on your own. And I actually encourage you to do them with a friend. Um, I think the the questions are going to kind of dig deep into your your soul, I think. And it's good to do it with a friend, someone who you're really close to that you can share answers with and encourage each other. You might need, you know, there might, something might come up that maybe you need some comfort or you need some, some encouragement or maybe something where somebody needs to hold you accountable or to be motivated uh, to, to do something that God has revealed to you. And I think maybe sharing those things with a group of, of, you know, virtual friends is probably not in your best interest in this kind of study. I think you need a, a, a girlfriend or or your mom or sister or, or someone who can do these with you. Um, so I'm going to encourage you when we do them, we start posting them to find a friend and just um, the two of you together do these. Um, you know, work on them on your own and then come together and talk about them. I think you're going to like these. I'm excited about them. I have no idea how many it will be. It could just be like four or six or it could be longer. We'll see how I do and how many questions I feel are appropriate in that work with the situation. So um, that's coming um, and that'll probably start uh, the first non-podcast Monday in October. We are nearing our 100th episode. This is episode 98, and the 100th episode is going to post on July 8th. That episode is already recorded. It was a, a podcast, uh, it, it's a recording of a women's retreat that I did back in the spring of last year. Um, I have been saving it for my 100th um, episode, and actually, um, the the 101st episode will be another session from that retreat and uh, taken together. I think they kind of encapsulate a lot of what Bible Girl is about. It's a good chance for those of you who haven't been listening to the previous, you know, 90 some episodes, um, you'll be able to really get my heart and what my hope is when I, when I speak and teach and encourage people about God's word. And so uh, those two episodes are already recorded and ready to go. And the, the 100th will post on July 8th. So we're going to celebrate that 100th episode, and on uh, starting on July 1st, we're going to have some giveaways. I have 20 prizes to give away. I'll do some through the Facebook group, so if you're a member there, you'll have access to um, a link that you can um, enter uh, there, and then um, I'll have some on my Instagram, and that'll be a little bit of a different kind of, of giveaway, and um, so you'll want to keep that in mind. Make sure you check um, both places, Instagram and Facebook. You can enter both, but you can only win one prize, so um, feel free to enter on Instagram and enter on Facebook, but if you win on one, then um, if I happen to draw your name on another, um, you won't be eligible to win two prizes, um, but you can enter both, and I encourage you to do so. Um, I have something fun. I've actually had this for a long time, um, and I, I'm excited to give some of these things away, so um, I'm looking forward to doing that. I also have a lot more Bible study downloads, including some charts I'm doing that'll go along with the Bible um, uh, reference sheets that we're doing, and I'll have some reading plans coming uh, at, toward the end of the year, and um, lots of downloads that we'll be doing. I just have a lot of ideas for things I'd like to get into your hands um, 
I want to say before we jump into the the subject for today, our study subject, I want to say that I have no intention of monetizing Bible Girl. I know that in some ways I could do that. I could. Um, a lot of the ideas that I have are things that I think would sell and I could, you know, start an Etsy store or whatever. And, um, I could start charging for downloads or things like that. And I, I've just made a real clear determination that I, I will not monetize, um, Bible girl. So all of these things we're talking about that are coming up, um, they're all, they're all free to you. You can help yourself to them. Um, as always, I always ask that you don't take off my, my information off of the pages when you print them out, leave my website or my podcast site or, or my, um, Instagram account or whatever happens to be on the, the pages that you download, you know, make sure that you leave them there so they get credited and people know how to find me if they happen to see that and want to know more. Um, but I'm not charging anything for these things. These things will all be free to you. I don't, I don't have a problem with people who do monetize ministry because I think uh, ministry is expensive and um, doing these things takes time and um, especially people that create uh, resources, um, you know, that are um, tangible that they can mail to you and things like that. Um, you know, they take time and they take money and I understand why people would want to have, you know, that money back. Um, and then some people use it as a side hustle, a, a way to get some extra money for their family. And that's wonderful too. I'm not at all saying that that's wrong. Um, I just feel that's not the direction that God's given me, uh, to go with Bible girl. This is part of a, a ministry to me. It is something that, um, it is my heart's desire to give you as much encouragement and as many resources as I can. And um, I am in full-time work for a church, and these resources go out to the, the women that I serve here at this church, and I receive a salary for that. And um, so these resources uh, will be free, and there's really no plan. I know sometimes people will... You know, you can kind of start to tell when people start having a lot of new ideas uh, in social media. Sometimes you can tell, okay, they're moving to some kind of a, a membership or paid model or something. And all of these new things are just fun things I'm doing because they're things I believe that God's given me the inspiration for and he's given me the ability to do. And so I don't want you to think that you're going to have to start paying for any of this stuff. This stuff is all free, all for you. And may it bless you. And I encourage you, um, as long as you, you know, leave my information on there, give them out give them to your friends let your people at church know about them um, I would love to see some of these resources in the hands of women all over the world just using them as a way to uh, strengthen their relationship with God and to really meet the soul deep need that they have to be in uh, constant um, connection with him and so that is my heart and that is my desire so rest assured these resources will be available to you at no charge so let's hop into our topic today. We are talking about highlighting in your Bible. And I'm going to go over three different methods of highlighting and talk to you a little bit about uh, one of the values, I think, of highlighting in the Bible. So we'll start there. You know, a lot of people, if you get on um, social media and you see people that post things about their uh, Bible study, they might have their Bibles there and they have all these different colors. And I'm always, whenever I see someone with just like, pretty pinks and pastel colors. I just think it's so beautiful. Um, and, and it is. Highlighting in your Bible can be very beautiful. It can also be very messy. I know you see some people where they might have 40 colors on a page and and sometimes I think, whoo, that's a bit much. But um, it, it is very attractive to the eye, or at least it can be. And, and that's, that's great because I believe that beauty is important. 
But I think that it it goes beyond that. And I think for many of those people that are posting, um, those colors represent something. They are, there's something that they're learning or something that they're looking for or noticing. And highlighting, and this is what I think the real benefit of highlighting is, it's a method of Bible study. Um, it really is a way of looking at the text and trying to see what can I pull out of here? What, out of this big paragraph I just read, you know, what, it, what knowledge and what um, inspiration and what um, connection with God am I trying to get from this? And so highlighting is just a way of studying a passage. And it's really good for people who aren't journal keepers, who don't like to write, you know, 8,000 notes in the margin. Um, it's a method of study that doesn't require any particular writing, uh, just coloring. And don't we all love to color? <laughs> now, I'm not going to get into the specific highlighters that you might use in your Bible. I am going to do a short video on that, though. Um, I have two videos that... Um, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do two videos or if I'm going to do one video with two topics, but there will be at least one video um, for this, um, the kind of a companion to this podcast. It will um, post in a couple of days. I'm still kind of working on it, but it's going to show you how to use a resource that I have for you that I'll go over at the end. And it also is going to go over some of the, my favorite highlighters and some of the methods as far as like what kind of highlighters you can use in your Bible. And, um, so that video or those videos, I, I can't decide yet what I'm doing there, um, will be available probably um, on June the 12th, I'm guessing. Um, but don't hold me to that. It might be the 13th. I'm going to shoot for the 12th. So here's a few suggestions when you highlight in your Bible and how to do that as a way of study. The first thing that you can do is, and this works really good um, with a new Bible. Um, now you can do it with an older Bible, um, but when you get a new Bible, sometimes I like to pick some big concepts that you're going to see in every book of the Bible over and over again. And I, I try to, to mark those highlights in specific colors. Some of those major concepts that you might see throughout the Bible is th things that tell you about God, about God or uh, God the Father, God the Son, or God the Spirit. And um, I, I mark those a lot of times in purple. You can you know pick your own colors. But um, so anytime you see something about God, something he's doing or something he's, he's stating or thinking, anything, any knowledge that you gain about who God is, that's a big concept that you're going to see in every book of the Bible. Um, and so you'll be able to just highlight that. And um, you can also do prayers if you come across something in the Bible. Maybe it's you actually highlight the prayers of people in the Bible, or maybe you highlight verses you want to pray, um, things that you want to be true of you or things that you want God to do in your life. So you could mark uh, verses that you want to pray, or you could mark verses of prayers throughout the Bible from um, other characters and people that you meet along the way. You can also do promises um, if you see there's a promise there. And um, I would kind of encourage you to be a little careful with promises. Sometimes I see people mark promises and then they're a promise, but they might not be a promise to you. Um, and God gives specific promises to specific people, but they don't apply universally across the board to everyone. And then there are other promises that are true for all of God's people. Um, and so maybe if you do that, you can either just mark the ones that are true for 
for all of God's people, or you could mark them in different colors. So ones that were a promise to a specific person um, or a group of people, like a lot of the promises um, in the in the Old Testament to Israel don't necessarily translate to us today, although some of the principles certainly do. Um, God has not promised to you know, give us land the same way that he promised to give the Israelites that. But land in the Bible means um, prosperity. And, it, and in the New Testament, uh, prosperity is in us. In us. It is uh, what God wants to do in us. He wants to make us a great person into the image of his son. And just the same as he wanted to make the nation of Israel a great nation that had land and position and power. So um, the, that promise is, the, the application of that promise is to us, but that promise is specifically for them, how that promise plays out. So you might want to maybe mark those different colors or just look for promises that are universal, things that God promised everyone. I will never leave you or forsake you, things like that. Um, you can do praises where uh, people in the Bible are praising or where there are specific praises throughout the Bible. Um, that when, you know, you're pretty much going to color most of Psalms, but knock yourself out, it'll look very pretty. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of praises in other places in the Bible as well. And so you can mark praises when you find them. Another big concept you're going to see over and over again are commands. And, uh, and once again, this, there are some commands that are specifically for specific people. Um, Abraham's specific commandment to take Isaac and sacrifice him. That was a command that was to Isaac. That command was not to us today. Um, so you could mark those commands, commands that are specific commands, um, to specific people in maybe one color, or you could just mark the things that God has commanded to us, like love one another, or to be kind and tenderhearted, uh, forgiving each other, those kinds of things, those commands that um, apply equally across the board to every believer. These are big concepts. These are things you're going to see frequently. In fact, um, if you were just to choose those five things and you were to... Um, I'm actually going to add one too. Um, as I think of it, another good one to add, another big uh, concept is um, verses about your identity in Christ, who you are because of Jesus. And that's another big concept you're going to see mostly in the, in the New Testament, although there are verses in the Old Testament that will give you those, ver those ideas as well. Um, these big concepts, you, if you take, now there's six of them, um, that I've added your identity. If, if you take those and you pick those and those, so I'm going to mark those six things through this particular Bible. Um, I, I can't imagine very many days in the course of a year that you wouldn't mark at least something because these concepts are woven throughout the fabric of scripture. And so you're going to see them a lot. Now, a second way to mark and highlight for study is to look for specific topics or words that are of interest to you at this time of your life. Now, on the show notes, I've given a list and I'm, I'm going to go over it just very briefly. Um, but I want to say, and these are just a few suggestions. The list is actually much wider than this. But what is God, what is God stirring in your heart right now? What are you looking at? Um, 
what are, what are the things that God wants you to recognize and see and notice and pay attention to? How is he stirring your heart? And though taking those topics and beginning to look for them as you read scripture is a way to really see what God wants you to know about those things. Um, one of the first topics I have down is the, the idea of joy. And I was thinking about that a little bit because the last couple of years have been difficult years for me. And I wouldn't say that I haven't had joy. I, I have had a lot of moments of, of joy. Um, but I would say there's also been a lot of discouragement and a lot of weariness. Um, and as anyone who's taken any kind of medication, not even chemo, but just a lot of medication at one time, you know that your ability to be positive is often tied to the fact that you're over-medicated and um, not really thinking clearly. And so as the chemo has worn off and I've gotten back into my life, I've experienced um, joy without having to... Um, to summon it up. And it's been, it's been nice to feel joyful again, to have those emotions come back and, and they're on my heart. So when I read the Bible and I see verses about joy, um, they just kind of jump out at me right now. That's a topic that has just been, um, it's just been a little something that's been sparking in me. And so I noticed those. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. What, what is kind of real in your life right now that God is God is can point your attention to in scripture. Um, some other things I have are uh, the love of Christ, having hope, um, verses on fear and having confidence, um, peace, love for others, the grace and mercy of God, being generous, forgiveness, perseverance, the power of God, serving others, second chances, answered prayer. These are all just some topics that God might really be be working on you at this moment, and you might want to start marking when you see those in Scripture. Um, you might be surprised how God has the ability to draw your attention to things when you start to cooperate with Him. So if you feel like, you know, if you're struggling right now and feeling like God isn't answering your prayers and you begin to to go to church with this idea that I'm going to look in this passage, the pastor's preaching today and see what it says about answered prayer. And, and you'll be surprised at how many times throughout the day, whether it's in a Bible study or something on the radio or a worship song or, or a message or, or your growth group or small group or whatever, um, how God brings your attention to the, those things. And um, I believe that's because, you know, the Holy Spirit is within us and he has the ability to help us see what he's trying to to get to us. And so I would encourage you if there's something going on in this season of your life and there's a, a topic or uh, some kind of, um, it, it's something that's sparking in you that you can use, um, I would encourage you to begin to study that as well. And that's the second method of highlighting for study in your Bible. The last method that I have for you on how to use your highlights for Bible study is to highlight the key themes of a particular book that you are studying. This means that your highlight key, kind of the colors you're using and the categories would vary from book to book. And I enjoy doing this when I study an entire book of the Bible from beginning to end. Um, I recently studied Revelation with uh, the She Reads Truth community and I had a specific key. I I was looking for words that talked about Jesus. I looked for words that mentioned the throne. Um, I looked for words that talked about mystery. Um, 
the word overcome or conquer and um, where it says to repent. Those were words that I looked for frequently um, in every chapter as I read through Revelation. Those are, are five big themes that you see repeated throughout the book. But um, some of those words like throne or conquer might not be used in, in you know, half the Bible. Um, it just depends on the book that you're reading. So if you study this way, you're really digging into the individual specifics of a book and you're looking for words that that book is going to um, have very prominent in the book. Sometimes they're words that you're going to find elsewhere and sometimes they're words that are going to only be used heavily in that particular book and might be used a few random times elsewhere. The I think the best way to study this way is to sit down and read the entire book in one sitting. Now this is doable for many books, but some books might be a bit much. The books like Genesis or uh, Leviticus might be a little much for one reading and certainly Psalms um, would be a lot to read in one sitting. Um, but, but a lot of books can be read a lot faster than you think and, um, and you sit down, especially when you're doing epistles or some of the smaller prophets. You can just read the whole book from beginning to end and pay attention to the words that you see repeated over and over. Those are words that will give you the themes of the book. So for instance, when you read 1 John, you're going to see that word love come across over and over and over again. That book has a lot to do about love. Um, when you read Hebrews, you're going to see the word faith. You're going to um, see the word uh, like covenant or promise over and over again. Um, the, the, the gospels are going to have, you know, specific like miracles or parables. You're going to see certain key themes over and over again in that particular book. If you read the book from beginning to end, you should pick up on what those keywords are. And then as you begin to study it, you can mark those words and those themes as you find them. But if you would rather, if you have a bigger book or you would just rather, you know, because maybe you're new to study or, um, just for time, you'd like to get a list. You can find lists of keywords. Um, you could probably type in, you know, keywords in Genesis, probably in your search engine um, on your computer or your, or your phone, and you can find some things. But a couple of good places to go um, is uh, the book Discover the Bible for Yourself by Kay Arthur. Uh, she lists keywords for each book of the Bible in there. And also many Bible handbooks like Haley's Bible Handbook and um, I think pretty much every uh, Bible publisher has their own version of a, a small Bible handbook. They should have keywords that are used in that particular book. And um, you could just kind of start with that list and go from there. Let me just give you one little, little thing to help you, though. If you're going to use a list that's published in a book somewhere or something that you found on the Internet, Keep in mind that translations vary. So the list, whoever made the list, might be using the King James Version or the NIV, and you might be using the ESV or the Holman Bible or the New Living Translation. So you may not find those words. Um, an example that I have for you is one I found recently. I used K. Arthur's list of the Revelation keywords to pick the ones that I was gonna be looking for. And I picked the word overcome from her list. But uh, she uses the New American Standard Bible, which translates that particular Greek word as overcome or overcomer, depending on the verse. And um, I use the ESV, and in the ESV, that word is actually conquer or conqueror. And so 
Um, for me, I just had to kind of, I realized I wasn't finding overcome, but I was seeing themes of um, to the one who overcomes. And I, I began to look a little bit and I saw, saw that, you know, for me, it was to the one who conquers um, or uh God will, or Jesus will conquer the beast or whatever. So I, um, I, I changed my keyword to conquer instead of overcome. And, um, I started highlighting it there. Um, one way to do it, if, if an easy way to figure that out is to, um, look at other translations and, do it like a search on Bible Gateway or something for that particular word that you're looking in other translations, and then um, just look that verse up in your Bible and see what word they're using. And that way you can easily find whatever that word is. Um, older translations of the Bible will use different words uh, just because language evolves and because we learn more about um, understanding the other languages as as time goes on and so we have words that we think are are a better choice now um some of it has to do with you know even with the king james you know word meanings change over time so um a word that that meant the same as the hebrew at the time of the king james bible might not have the same meaning today uh, we might have used it a little differently and uh, words just evolve over time and so um, you might find keyword lists that are from older translations of the bible don't quite match up to some of the esv or or uh, christian standard bible or the new living translation which are all a little bit newer um, and even the newer version of the NIV, it might help you just to do a little bit of searching to figure out what words your Bible is using in place of that particular Hebrew word. Um, that's just to kind of help you a little bit in case you're stuck, you get a list and you can't find any of those particular words that you're studying for in your Bible. By choosing one of these three methods to highlight your Bible, you're actually doing some very simple Bible study. You're looking for concepts. You're looking for the themes that are, are present in that book or the particular passages that you're reading that day. And you're beginning to, to highlight them and, and make sure that you notice them. You can easily make connections between uh, verses. For instance, this morning I read 1 John chapter 4 and there was a lot about love. And I kind of distinguished between when it was talking about God's love and when it was talking about the love that I should have because I'm God's child. And um, a little later this afternoon, I'm going to go back to that passage when I have a few minutes on my, of my own time. And I'm going to make a list in the, the margins of my Bible of what I learned about God's love and what I learned about how I should love because of the love that God has for me. And so just doing these simple things like... Um, highlighting and putting stuff in colors helps you begin to see connections you know that word love in first john 4 isn't a universal definition sometimes it's talking about a special kind of love that god has and other times it's talking about how that love fuels the love i should have and so you begin to see nuances in the passages and it really opens your eyes to where uh, the the author of the passages is kind of making his point and leading you to a conclusion and um, so I find this is a really helpful way to study. There are some great people on Instagram that are using highlighting in a really great, interesting ways. Um, you can probably uh, just search for the hashtag Bible highlights or highlighting, Bible highlighting, and then um, you should be able to find some good people. I've recommended her before, but I know um, Amy Hale, on, who's a member of our Facebook community and is also on Instagram, she has a highlighting system that she's been using for quite some time now. And, um, and that has really yielded a, a depth of, of 
knowledge and um, just information and connectedness of scripture that uh, she's been able to see through the years. And she talks about that frequently um, and that her, her um, hash, her um, username on Instagram is Amy L Hale, H A L E. And you can check her out and see how she's been doing that for quite some time. I think all three methods are good. I use all three of them. I just use them in different Bibles for different reasons and studying different things. I study quite often for um, my um, job. And so I'm studying specific books of the Bible in a specific Bible. And um, so I might be highlighting a certain way because of what I'm looking for in that particular study or translation. Um, other times, you know, my personal Bibles, I might be doing something a little different depending on what I'm studying at the moment. I've used all three of these methods and currently do that. And I found them to be a really good first step to kind of jumping into taking a passage and breaking it down. Because really when it comes to studying your Bible, one of the first things that you want to do is you want to take the the whole piece and kind of get like a an idea of where it's headed. That's why you read a big, you know, you read a piece all together all at once. And then once you kind of get the scope of of the 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 passage and what it's covering, then you can start to pull things apart and break them down, find connections, find contrast, find things that go together and things that are opposites. You can find uh, words that are repeated and, and maybe the nuances of meaning there. And you can begin to take those various pieces and put them together in a way that reveals something about God or reveals something about mankind um, or how we should act and live in the world or the ways we should pray. There's just scripture is so rich and um, it really takes, um, while I believe anyone can, can read the Bible and learn over time, uh, to study it and to get it, to gain a deeper understanding over time. It does take effort on our parts. It does take consistency and it does take methods. And I believe this is a method that we could all jump into. It's entry level and yet it also yields rich results over long periods of time. Um, so I encourage you to try one of these and see how you like it. As I said, I have a couple of resources to help you. First of all, I have uh, videos coming and I will post about those on social media so you'll know about those. And then also I have a download for you that is just a little um, freebie to kind of help you if you just if you decide to do a little highlighting and keep track. I have a uh, post-it note template. Um, it works for two by two post-it notes and three by three post-it notes. And what is what you're going to do is you're going to print out there's there are three pages to the, the the freebie and one of them is the printing instructions and then um, you're going to print that out and then you're going to print out the template and the template just has little boxes with the post-it note size printed um, in the box and then you're going to take your post-it notes and you're going to lay them down in the box so that they're sticking and covering up the box, you're gonna have like a thin black line around your edges. And then you're going to open up the printing um, highlighting key, and you're going to print that on that piece of paper that has your post-it note. So you're gonna put that piece of paper in your printer and print out a highlight key on that. And when it comes out on the post-it note, you will have a place for you to write down the name of the book and the year that you're studying that book or that you're um, 
uh, working, you know, however you're working through that book. And then there's little boxes with lines next to them. And you just put the color in the box and then write what you're tracking, uh, what you're highlighting. So if you're going to go with the bigger themes and you're looking for promises, you might decide to do those in pink and or yellow or whatever. And you would color the box pink and then you would write um, promises on the line next to it. Why I did this this way is um, with this post-it note, you can just move it from page to page as you study, whether you wanna keep it in your, your notebook that you're writing your notes in or write in your Bible itself. And then um, you just have your little key so you know your colors um, and what you're looking for for each page. You can just kind of move that post-it note with you as you study. I find that really helpful because um, I'm highlighting lots of different methods and different Bibles for different reasons. And so sometimes it's, it's difficult to remember right away when I make up a new key, what I'm, what I'm looking for. And so this puts it right in your face. You can have it right there handy for when you're studying. And um, I, like I said, I did them in two by twos and three by three. So either size post-it note, depending on the number of things that you'll be highlighting. I know that printing, some people struggle with printing things. And so I want to kind of give you a visual of what it looks like. So um, this will be a little bit about this will be in the video. I will actually show you my uh, template and then how I did the post-it notes and then how it printed out. So maybe that would be a help for you. That is available in our Facebook group. It is also available in my Instagram um, profile and it is available in a free downloads folder that's on the podcast page and it's also on my personal website so for those of you however it is that you follow me um, it'll also be linked to in the newsletter um, you should be able to find it at whatever you know however you follow me or you find Bible Girl um, it will be in one of those places and um, you'll be able to download it easily and uh, watch for the video. I'll post a message on Instagram and on our Facebook group to let you know when the video goes live. And I'll be sharing a little bit about some highlighters that I use and a little bit about this printing template. It is so exciting to be back. I am just really glad that we're podcasting, podcasting again and that things are moving forward in my life and uh, some good things are coming and I'm excited about that. Let me pray with you before we close. Dear Father, you're a good God. You're a God who hears us. You're a God who reveals himself to us. You're a God who answers questions and answers prayer. And you're a God who wants to be known to his children. And so I ask you, as, as each of uh, the people that listen to this podcast, that read these show notes, that uh, attempt to sit down and read their Bible today or tomorrow or next week, and are looking to find you there in the scriptures, I pray that you reveal yourself to them that you show them who you are, that you show them what you think of them, that you show them where uh, you place them and, and how you want them to help you build the kingdom of God and in what specific ways they have a part to play. Because I know these are all questions you want to answer, Lord. I know that you want us to all take our part and play it in the, the role that you've given us. And so I pray that you bless each of these ladies with good time in your word, that they uh, are refreshed and restored through it, that they connect not just with the page on the words on the pages, but that they connect with your heart and that they take you with them throughout their day. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGirlPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print a monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news 
and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.